Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our webinar. Uh, today is awesome day, but you know, something happens. Uh, um, I can't see uh, my guest, uh, and she's offline. I don't know why. I think she's okay. But uh, I asked my friend, uh, Itamar Blower, <laughs> to uh, be the guest on this show because she is, he is an expert on YouTube and SEO as well. Uh, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Yeah, doing well. Uh, luckily, managed to uh, to fit in with this situation quite uh, promptly. But yeah, I'm doing well. Looking forward to to seeing Jade um, come online to to share her expertise. But you know, in the meantime, I'll I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I hope she's fine and uh, we can see her. Uh, but uh, today uh, we are talking about YouTube promotion. And, um, you know, uh, I have a bunch of questions uh, about YouTube. Uh, and uh, tell me your living strategy with growing on YouTube. Wow. Strategy for growing on YouTube. I think, you know, you, you've got to first look deep into what your goal is when you're creating content. So, <clears throat> like, not everyone is going to be on YouTube for the same reason. Um, so I feel like as a kind of top level strategy for people to start YouTube and say, I want to get a bunch of views, you know, that's not your your actual goal. I don't feel like the goal really is to get loads of views. I feel like the goal should always be to, to kind of find nurture and grow an audience. And, um, you know, part of that is growing your views. But, you know, in terms of the, the kind of overall strategy on how to do this, you just need to really have a think and get a clear understanding of who it is that you're targeting and the kind of content that they would be interested in. Because, you know, if you're able to fulfill what people want to watch, then you'll have better chances of engaging people and people sticking around, but also subscribing and giving you the views that you might be looking for as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I often see when some videos uh, bring a lot of views, but I can't monetize them, get clients, and uh, some other topic might not get a lot of views, but they bring uh, sales, you know, and uh, the main purpose of uh, any uh, uh, marketing campaigns to bring sales. Uh, can you tell me more uh, to find these topics? Uh, and uh, provide, uh, I don't know, uh, for example, uh, focus attention with uh, topics that bring sales or uh, uh, think more about uh, getting uh, more views, your insights about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes it can be a bit of a conflicting scenario where it's like you might want views, but then you also want sales. But sometimes it's the kind of uh, situation where you might not necessarily get as many views as you want on a video, but you find that you're actually getting some decent sales from it. And you can create some videos just for the sole purpose of selling something. And it doesn't mean that the video needs loads of views to perform if you're basing your KPIs on the amount of sales that you can get from that video. So, you know, sometimes it's okay 
to have a video that's very salesy that you know you might not get as many views as other videos because maybe you know people don't for the most part like to be sold to um but you will find instances where the people who do watch it are more likely already going to be interested in the actual offering itself so you might get less views than your other videos but you might actually end up getting more sales from it so you know sometimes it's not a bad thing um but you just got to be smart about how you do it because if your channel is going to be all about selling 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 people aren't going to buy like if you think of a youtube channel from uh, think of like apple and their youtube channel their youtube channel is not about selling as much it's more about the experiences sharing the things that you can do so they're taking kind of like a different approach and showing people like well this is what you can do with an iphone right this is what you can do with an ipad or whatever uh and people see that and they're they're going to be more likely to you know entice conviction and get people to purchase it because they've taken kind of a less salesy approach so it really just depends on what the offering is um, because sometimes you might want to take uh, a very kind of smart or like a smarter approach kind of like what apple do when they're sharing about these experiences um and sometimes you might just want to go like you know deep dive into you know this is why you should buy the product da -da -da, and people might buy it um so it really just depends on what you're what you're selling what your offering is Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I often see that uh, Apple uses uh, uh, some videos that um, uh, customers of Apple uh, submit, uh, you know, uh, on Instagram, and they, they might use uh, totally the same on YouTube because uh, uh, people want to see uh, how these products work and why not you can uh, show that uh, it's high quality and um, yeah, all these videos were created by phone, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's mm -hmm. an interesting strategy. And, um, okay, um, if we are talking about um, starting from scratch, is it a good idea to start today when you have no followers, subscribers, uh, but you want to jump on YouTube uh, and uh, it's uh, overwhelmed today, it's not like uh, starting uh, 10 years ago. What do you think uh, to starting today? Yeah, I think, yeah, well, definitely it's a lot harder starting today than it was 10 years ago. I know when I've made channels, you know, over a decade ago, it was a lot easier to kind of get initial boosts in terms of, of getting to your audience and getting more views when you're starting out from scratch. But, you know, definitely start today. Like today's always going to be a good time to to start with anyway. And I feel like some people get deterred and they might say, okay, well, I'm going to start once I get a certain amount of uh, views or followers on different platforms, etc. But, you know, at the end of the day, your job for being a YouTuber is to be able to build up an audience. And it's like, yeah, okay, it might be okay if you've got an audience from uh, different social media platforms that you want to like, so let's say, okay, okay, I'll wait till I get a few hundred followers on Twitter before I start a YouTube channel. It's like, well, you know, th there's no, uh, there's no way to know that those few hundred people you've got following you on Twitter are going to actually be interested in your video content on YouTube. Like it's a different platform. And that's what people don't understand sometimes. Um, you know, YouTube is different from Twitter, like Twitter is different from Facebook. You're going to have different ways of growing an audience. Um, so, you know, always start now if you're thinking of starting, don't like delay it um, because, you know, the, the time is ticking, right? Like you can never get time back. So as long as you're kind of utilizing the time you have to create content now, 
as opposed to later, you know, your future self is going to thank you for it. Um, so yeah, definitely start from today if you're thinking about it. Okay, what about syndication content or converting to different formats? For example, if you create content for Twitter, LinkedIn, or uh, your blog, can you convert and syndicate to YouTube channel? Because I know that many content creators have no time to uh, cover all platforms. But uh, uh, once I heard from uh, YouTubers that they usually syndicate this content, uh, is it a good idea? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so, especially if you're kind of trying to reach the same audience on different platforms. So you can essentially take content that you've got on YouTube. You might take a short clip uh, that you want to render and like, you know, upload that on Twitter, for instance, if it's like a 20, 30 second clip, or maybe you want a bit of a longer clip that you can put on LinkedIn, for instance, you know, all of these are kind of ways to try and reach the same audiences on different platforms who might not be aware of you on all of these platforms. Like there might be people who follow me on Twitter that, you know, they don't watch my YouTube videos, or there might be people subscribed to me on YouTube that have, uh, you know, aren't following me on Twitter. So it's always a good idea. I think when you've got content that you feel like you can reach people from different uh, platforms, then it's always a good idea to, you know, push it out to as many of these platforms as you can, just because it's, you know, it's got your audience on there. There's no reason why you shouldn't upload it. Okay, what do you think about description? Because um, I often see some popular channels uh, write long descriptions, others uh, just cut them uh, a few sentences, uh, not a lot, and uh, they always submit some information about their social media, their websites, and don't care about descriptions. Is it help or not, you know, when you write uh, long descriptions or uh, it, you can skip like many other channels? Yeah, you know, I'm a believer that descriptions of YouTube videos are less important the more or the bigger your audience is. Um, because uh, initially when we're talking about relevancy from the YouTube algorithms perspective, it's about YouTube understanding what the video content's about. And if you're a smaller channel, that's going to be a lot more important for you than if you're a, a channel that's already established and you've already got an established audience that follow your content anyway. So, you know, descriptions are important. They probably are also important for big channels if they're wanting to get maybe new audiences. But at the same time, the channels that I see who kind of don't put too much effort in their descriptions are usually the channels that you know, their videos are very easy to binge watch and their videos are very easy for like other people to share them across with their friends. Um, so, you know, I would still like, even if my channel gets like thousands of views in the next like few months, I'm still gonna like try and work on the descriptions and add as much info as possible just because it is very important um, for viewers. It's very important for the algorithms. Um, but again, depends on the type of content you upload. There are certain channels that don't need to have such, you know, crazy descriptions. Like let's say you're a stand-up comedian or something and you've got to say, it's like, well, how much, you're not going to put the jokes that you're saying in the video description. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it really just depends on, on the size of your channel, depends on your audience and the type of content you're creating. Uh, you know, I often decide to watch video or not when I read descriptions, you know, when I see that uh, 
if I read and uh, get everything that I need, I might skip, you know, watching this video because it depends, you know, uh, yeah, it's better to use some hook on description and, uh, um, yeah, give the reason to watch your video. Okay, we have the question from uh, my team. Uh, how important are hashtags in the video description? Do they affect video ranking or not? Well, they they can affect rankings if people are searching for the hashtags which in all honesty i don't think many people do i don't think many people actually will go onto the youtube for like hashtag seo um so you know are they that important i remember when they came out people kind of thought it was a big deal and they were like well you know this might be a way for you to increase your 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 viewership get new subscribers etc um, but, you know, I still add them anyway, just because it's something to do, um, like tick it off as like a checklist, but I don't feel like they're going to be that important for you um, in the description. It just kind of depends on the, the context of what the video is about. There might be people who search for hashtags. Most people, do they search for hashtags on the YouTube search bar? Probably not. Um, so, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. I think definitely add them in there because you can unless you've already like exceeded the the character limit. Um, mm -hmm. or stuff like that but they're not too important i don't think yeah yeah you know uh, i even see that uh, hashtags don't play a huge role uh, on linkedin and instagram i think that uh, algorithms can understand the meaning and you know yeah uh, uh, like in google Hashtags don't play uh, keywords, you know, uh, in the content don't play any role. I think, yeah, the hashtags will lose their role if it has today. I don't know exactly. Okay, um, I'm interested about um, retaining the audience. Uh, what tricks can be used or techniques to retain the audience to watch the whole video? Yeah, so well, they're two different things, aren't they? Like retaining an audience in the sense that they come back to watch more videos, but also making sure that people who watch your videos are engaged fully to watch the entire video. It's like, you know, there's certain diff there's certain things you'll do for these two kind of points. I think for when we're talking about retain like audience retention and getting people to go from one video to another of yours, um, a lot of that is just down to the content that you have, but also how you utilize calls to actions. Uh, in your videos as well as using the things that YouTube give you like cards and end screens to be able to kind of link people to go from one video to the next quite quickly. Um, it's always best to do that if you've got content that's related that you can essentially, um, for example, like on my channel, I've got different playlists. And if I upload a video that fits in with one of the playlists, I'll usually have the end screens where they can go to another video in that playlist or see the entire playlist around that type of content because you know if somebody's interested about let's say like link building um and they're watching a link building video that i put out then most likely they might want to go watch another video about link building straight after if they enjoyed that one so you know that's always a good way to kind of retain audiences and get them to kind of bounce through uh, similar content that you've got on your channel um but also in in terms of getting people to watch the whole video that's just entirely down to you as a content creator, it's entirely down to how well you can produce video content that is engaging, is enticing. And I always say like the the way you think about it is you're either going to make YouTube videos that are going to be inspiring, uh, educational or entertaining. 
Like it's going to be one of these three categories. And if you manage to get one or two, maybe even three, which is quite unlikely, but if you're able to do that, then you've got a, a, the best chance of kind of getting people to watch the entire video. So like the, the kind of way that I apply that in my channel is like, it's very educational. So people will watch my videos if they want to learn something and they go, they watch the whole thing because by the end of that video, they will have learned something. Um, so it really just depends on what your kind of strategy is. Like, are you going to be creating videos that are inspiring? Are you going to create content that's entertaining or educational? And you've got to kind of use that to your advantage and think, well, if I wanted to learn about this topic, if I'm creating educational videos, what is it that I would like to see that would make me kind of stick until the end to watch that entire video? So that's the kind of thought process you need to have. But you can also look to see other people, uh, your competitors, how are they, you know, the, the videos that rank at the top typically will have the better engagement. So you kind of see like, what are these people doing in their videos that make them so engaging? What makes people kind of watch the entire thing? Um, and that just comes down to a lot of manual research. But once you kind of do that, you get an idea in terms of what to look for. You mentioned that you submit educational video. Uh, what's the point? Uh, it helps you to sell your uh, products or um, it helps to create brand awareness. Uh, yeah, why educational video? Because uh, some channels think more about entertainment, others to sell. Uh, why you choose educational format? Well, it just depends on what you're doing. I feel like, you know, if I'm creating videos about digital marketing, are the videos going to be inspiring? Well, they can be if it's like a case study. Are they going to be entertaining? Probably not. I don't feel like people watch digital marketing videos to be entertained. They watch them because they want to learn something. So that's where you kind of decide what your category is. So from my side, it's primarily educational content. It might be entertaining if people like listening to me. You know, if you're entertained by the sound of my voice or what I do, then, you know, fair enough, that's that's okay. But, you know, the primary reason is just to, to teach people about this topic, just because that is you know you're, you're helping them achieve a problem it's the kind of thing like when you're a business that you get customers because they have a problem that you can solve right so you think of a youtube channel as the same way like people will have a kind of gap or a problem like they want to learn something and your channel can help them solve that and that can work with other channels like even the ones that are entertaining like even you know, people who just want to be entertained. So they look on YouTube to, to watch stand-up comedians or to watch uh, some funny like travel vloggers or whatever. They do it because the problem is they want to be entertained and they're bored. And if you're able to solve that problem, they are going to like you as a content creator and they're going to keep watching your videos. Um, so that's why, you know, YouTube channels are very similar in terms of the kind of role of a business. Um, because, you know, you need to have an offering, aka your videos, that solves a problem for the customer, AKA the audience member on the video. So yeah, that, that's the way I kind of think about it. Okay, how to find these problems? For example, if you, you want to satisfy your uh, customers uh, and yeah, to decide their problems, how to find them? Uh, do you use some special tools or you are talking with your customers and know what kind of problem they have? Yeah, th there's loads of things you can do. You can ask people who are in your industry, you can do some more kind of manual digging at, you know, typing in the kind of stuff that you understand or the topics you're interested in, see what comes up and just see 
what the content is about. Like, what are people posting in SEO that's getting views? Um, and if we kind of bring it back to the three categories here, you know, if I type in SEO, am I going to be finding inspiring videos at the top? Maybe, mostly not. Am I going to find entertaining videos that are just all about the entertainment? Probably not. Am I going to find videos that are about educating others? Yes, I am. And those are the videos that are getting the most views. Um, and that's the kind of way for you to kind of know which angle to take, I suppose, if you don't necessarily have a great idea in terms of the kind of content that you want to put out. Um, but, you know, there's so many different things you can do. I think it's a lot of it's kind of just intuition. If you feel like there's a gap that you can fill, um, then go for it, create content about that kind of stuff. And, and that's what a lot of people do. And that's how a lot of people get successful YouTube channels, because they just find something that people haven't done yet in a certain way um, and you just add your own kind of personality to it and then you find that over time you're able to, to nurture quite a strong audience. Uh, okay, I have a question about uh, user intent. You know, for example, for Google, it's um, so important. Yeah, It's better to learn user intent to understand what people want to get and create such content. Uh, what about YouTube? Uh, I often see when uh, keywords are not related with uh, the main topic and uh, uh, even titles, descriptions uh, provide something uh, different. Uh, is it uh, good to use the strategy and provide what you want to do or uh, it's better to learn user intent and uh, to get more uh, retaining the audience when they watch your video? I think at the end of the day, if you're going to create a video and people are just going to watch it for 10 seconds and click off because it wasn't what they were, it was either misleading or it's not what they kind of imagined to, to watch, then you're not matching user intent. And it's always going to be the videos that will get the most views, that perform the best, that keep users engaged because they're going to be matching that intent. And intent, again, you know, it's such a vague kind of way to put it, but essentially, are you going to make viewers satisfied when you're watching their video? And if you're not, then you've clearly just not met the intent that the users had when they wanted to watch it. So, you know, it's very interchangeable. User intent is, is kind of a thing you can apply to business. You can apply it to uh, search engines on Google websites. You can apply it to YouTube videos. It's just about, you know, getting people to at least kind of know and like what it is they're watching because um, otherwise they'll just bounce off and you won't perform as well. Mm -hmm. well. We have the question about Black Hat SEO. If I want to raise the network of PBN sites, do I need to create separate YouTube channels for each site? For example, there is a way to quickly generate videos on niche topics or is it impractical? <laughs> well, you know, I think if you're going with PBN sites and, uh, you know, I don't delve too much into PBNs, but the, the, the way that I understand it is it's going to take a lot of work to kind of uh, create PBNs in a way that remain kind of like private blog networks, right? You want it to, to be very, very well thought out. So if that means you're going to be creating different channels for, for different sites and, and stuff like that, that would probably be a better way to do it. Um, because, you know, you can't really cut corners with PBNs, otherwise you'll just be found. Um, and it's easier to kind of track the digital footprint you've got on them. Um, so yeah, definitely consider being unique about it if that is what you're going to do.
Now, you know, it's interesting that uh, Google uh, can penalize for uh, content on YouTube, like, I don't know, if it misleads people, uh, for example, about uh, corona treatment or uh, some dr drugs, but uh, there are a lot of content about black hat SEO <laughs> and uh, uh, Google and YouTube don't care a lot about this content. <laughs> I, I think uh, it may be back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you... I mean, uh, yeah. I think you know the whole kind of white hat, black hat stuff. It's it's all a gray area sometimes. And I think you know if you're doing a strategy that's working for you, um, then you know that's great. You know, can you ensure that you're future proofing it? That's the the other kind of question. So you know what works now might not work tomorrow. Essentially, is what I'm trying to say. So, but you know, if stuff is working, then do it. But if you're kind of delving into more black hat stuff, then at least kind of be wary of the footprint that you leave behind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, how relevant is the content plan for YouTube? How often should it be updated? Um, very relevant. I mean, you know, unless you're the kind of YouTuber that's planning just to create content about whatever comes in your head at any given time, then, you know, it, you might think that it's like, it's like, okay, I like this topic, I'll upload it. Um, but that might not necessarily be the best thing that you do. Like you always want to plan your content. I kind of do that every kind of few weeks. I'll just have a kind of mini brainstorm where I list potential like videos that I can make. Um, because at the end of the day, you want to just stick to one particular niche. So for example, uh, when I'm doing my content plans, I'll kind of have a look to see different types of videos that I upload currently. So if I upload stuff about SEO, video marketing, link building, content marketing, social media marketing, I'll have a thing to see. It's like, okay, how can I create more videos about them? I, I don't kind of just, you know, just sit around and think to myself like, wow, like I really like BMWs and I want to make a video about a BMW. It's like, I'm not going to do that because that doesn't fit in with the, the kind of niche of my channel. So you always want to plan that out and make sure that everything fits within the overall umbrella of the niche you're doing. So it's like, it's fine if you've got a channel about digital marketing to upload SEO, PPC, social media marketing, content marketing, video marketing. That's fine to do because it's all under that umbrella. But I'm not going to create a video about basketball and I upload some videos about, you know, uh, like NBA games on, on game consoles or upload videos about certain like trades or like, how the season's going and then suddenly upload a video about cricket. That's not going to work because it's not under that umbrella of it being a basketball channel. Um, so, yeah, definitely plan your content out um, quite regularly just so you're always up to date and you can be consistent with your uploading schedule. Uh, you know, I saw a few channels, uh, even popular ones, that started from one topic and they changed uh, completely direction. For example, uh, Mr. Beast uh, and many other channels. Uh, and yeah, they started uh, to submit video about one topic and after this decided to extend to another uh, and uh, brought the audience and it works perfectly fine. It's not the same with uh, Google, but it's better to pay attention with one topic, you know, yeah, because mm -hmm. yeah. you might learn about your content. Yeah, I think I think that works more for, you know, channels that are generally a lot bigger and have defined audiences, they will have an easier time kind of shifting in different directions because their audiences are already invested and they'll kind of just follow them along. Um, and it works mainly for people who upload entertaining videos. Like Mr. Beast is a YouTuber that uploads entertaining videos. 
Um, so, you know, will my audience who are interested in digital marketing keep following my channel if I suddenly started uploading videos about cricket? Probably not because they're there because they are interested in being educated about digital marketing. They're not there to watch cricket videos or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So it's more like if you have a defined audience and it does work, um, but I would say it mainly works for YouTubers that upload entertaining videos because they'll follow the creator. They're not necessarily following the topics. Um, but who knows? If I someday like cricket and upload cricket videos, there might be one or two people who like cricket and they might watch them. But for the most people who are subscribed to me, they probably won't. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have the question. How, how uh, did you start earlier? One question, is it worth using clickbait in previews? Um, I think the did you start earlier means like the webinar started earlier than usual, which maybe, yes, I don't know, <laughs> you see how the timing goes, but um, so is it worth using clickbait in previews? And I think by previews, are you talking about your thumbnails or are you talking about like at the beginning, the first kind of instances of your videos? Because if it's the thumbnails, you can, and clickbait is one of these things that just people love to do. Um, and it kind of started off being really bad, like, you know, like, five, six years ago, people like were completely just all the time doing clickbait. Um, and, you know, if it's about titles as well, you just need to be very careful um, because if you're using clickbait and the video you've uploaded doesn't reference what it is that you kind of mentioned either in the thumbnail or in the title, people might report your video. Like that's a thing that happens and people often forget that some users are quite annoyed at that kind of stuff and they might report your video for being misleading. Um, but if it means that you're doing it in a way that you can get views, but people actually do want to stick around to watch the video, then that's absolutely fine. Um, but, you know, it's just the, the way the game is played at the moment. Clickbait kind of titles and thumbnails seem to do quite well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have some questions about Black Hat SEO. Uh, you know, my audience loves this topic. Uh, I think so, uh, if they ask these questions, because I try to provide contact about white hat SEO. Okay, I'm interested in the moment so that Google does not ban the PBN network to increase the credibility of the site. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, if you're trying to uh, make sure that your PBNs don't get banned, you just need to make sure you're doing the right things in terms of like, are you using kind of dedicated hosting on a different IP? Are you kind of being, are you minimalizing your digital footprint? Because that's what you often have to do. Um, so just be cautious of that. But with PBNs, I don't, I don't think, you know, the asked earlier about the YouTube channels. Yeah, have one for each if that's, if you want to play it safe. Um, but do I need to make a content plan for the year or not? For the, I mean, it's, it, it's entirely up to you. If you feel like you've got the time to sit down and plan all your videos for a year, then you know, do that. Um, I personally don't do that because I can't really think that far ahead. Like if I'm uploading a video every week, um, I kind of like to have a few weeks in advance where I know what kind of videos I'm going to put out and then just upload it. So um, I would go for the latter. It's, I think it's just much easier to track. But if you're a much larger kind of uh, like business and it's a YouTube channel for the business, you might want to consider planning out for the year. Just depends on what your resources are. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have the last question, and guys, uh, we will finish because, you know, my battery is low, like 10%, and yeah, today we have emergency time, uh, yeah, I, I hope we will see uh, 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 more about YouTube 
promotion in the next webinars, videos. And the last question, how um, do you have, have several ways to get more views on YouTube outside of the platform? Um, yeah, I think the, the best way you can do that is utilizing your network. So if you're quite active on other social media platforms where you are kind of built up a follower base of that type of niche where you're uploading your YouTube videos, then you can kind of use that to ask, create polls, ask questions, get people to kind of take an interest in the videos that you upload on YouTube. Um, and it's just, you know, if you don't have that, it's just about researching these platforms. So, you know, use hashtags on places like Twitter to find uh, pieces of content <clears throat> or people who talk about content related to yours. Look for like online communities um, to, to find people who might be interested. Um, I've got, uh, you know, I can explain the process, but I've got, a, I've got a video that talks about that on my channel about using online brand communities. So um, definitely refer to that um, because that explains like how you do that with these certain communities online and different social media platforms. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that you want to do because then you can kind of filter to find the exact audience that you are interested in targeting. Okay, thanks a lot. You can send me this video. I will put in the description uh, to this video. And um, yep, thanks guys for watching. We will continue our webinars in the uh, common time. Uh, uh, today we decided to choose another time because uh, of our guest, but she couldn't be here. But that's okay. Uh, yeah, wish. Uh, only luck, not her. And uh, thanks a lot, uh, Item Blog, for taking part on this uh, emergency stream. And tell our audience where they can find more about you, learn about you, and consume your content. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, thanks a lot for for having me on. Obviously, I hope you know Jade's doing all right, and she can uh, hop on for the actual webinar uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in, uh, soon. Um, but yeah, you can search for me on YouTube at Tamar Blauer. You can find me on on Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, I've got stuff on my website and my YouTube channel if you want to learn about SEO and other digital marketing disciplines. Uh, but yeah, it was great fun, and um, thanks again for having me. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.